A printed 3D gun used to be a hypothetical horrible. Hello and welcome to the Miami Law Explainer, a new podcast from the University of Miami School of Law. At the Explainer, we take a deep dive into the news of the day, unpacking Supreme Court cases and decisions, sussing out hot political and social issues, and discussing legal matters that are just too interesting to ignore. I'm your host, Annette Uguez. Since last month, when more than a dozen states and the District of Columbia won a restraining order to stop a Texas company from releasing blueprints for 3D guns online, the courts are now hearing arguments to block the release permanently. Miami Law's Lori Silvers and Mitchell Rubenstein Distinguished Professor of Law A. Michael Frumkin, founder of the We Robot Conference, is a thought-after expert in the fields of Internet law, trademark, privacy, and technology law. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. You've followed the 3D gun debate for years. Can you talk a little about what led us to where we are today? So it's really interesting because the printed 3D gun used to be a hypothetical horrible that we talked about back when we talked about the, exp- the export of cryptography products. Right? So there were, for a long time, very complex and hard-fought debates, what we used to call the crypto wars, about whether and when you could export software that encrypted messages and speech and pictures and things. Um, And one of the examples we always used in talking about those things was printed guns and other and printed materials generally. So up until a couple years ago, where the consensus more or less was, and it wasn't totally settled because it was mostly lower court and appellate courts and not the Supreme Court, um, but more or less the consensus was that you had to decide whether the thing was more like a widget or more like speech. And things that were more like speech that had content, expressive content, were very clearly protected by the First Amendment. And there was a continuum, and at some slightly fuzzy point, you crossed over the line into widgetness being the predominant thing about the, um, the item, and then it could be regulated. So, for example, there's an old, old case about blueprints for, um, I think it was muzzles for tanks that were going to be exported to South Africa in violation of an export control ban. And the court had no trouble back then saying, oh, blueprint, that's not expressive, that's not speech. That's just like, that's almost like exporting the thing itself. It's the, the how to make it. And that doesn't, the, the First Amendment aspects of that, although they're not perhaps zero, certainly don't predominate. And therefore the court in a very short decision said, no problem with export control. Well, fast forward to cryptography. Cryptography is about encrypting things that really are like speech, right? You encrypt messages that say something. But the courts, although they were a bit up and down on this, didn't have that much trouble between distinguishing between encrypted messages that clearly could be exported and encryption products that kind of couldn't. And the difficulty there was, again, there was a continuum. So if you were an academic and you wrote an article about how to write a better cryptography program, that was pretty clearly speech, even though another academic in another country could have translated that into a program. A compiled program was pretty much like a widget. Between those two things, there's still a lot of gray territory. So for example, supposing you have a flowchart, which explains how to write a crypto program. Was that more widget-like? Was that more speech-like? And people got very heated in their debates about this. And during those debates, we imagined these 3D instruction sheets, and now we got them here. So what you have here is a file, a computer file, right, which is how, which is then sent to a 3D printer 
and instructs it how to produce this plastic gun, which is, of course, quite frightening to security services because they're very much harder to detect than something which has metal in them. And that's how we got to where we are today. Who is Cody Wilson? So I only know what I've read in the newspapers, but Cody Wilson seems to be a guy who got into his head that this would be a service he wanted to provide, um, uploaded the file, and it's now started a business which he hopes to sell these things. Um, and he's somebody who has very strong opinions about the Second Amendment and thinks we all ought to have these plastic guns. The U.S. State Department originally argued that the release of the blueprints online violated export regulations, but then reversed itself in April. What was behind the reversal? So it's a little opaque, right? And again, we have to rely on published reports here. And you can't help but wonder if perhaps a very strong sort of heroic vision of the Second Amendment may have had some political influence on the outcome. But at least the ostensible, the official reason, is that starting with the Obama administration, there has been a push moving fits and starts, one step forward, one step back, two steps forward, um, to reclassify the way we do export control and take things out of the strict export control regime, move into a more gentle export control regime when the products are generally commercially available. And the ostensible reason here is that these products are now generally commercially available, and therefore they don't have to be on the strict list, they could be on the more gentle list. That's at least what they said. Was there a window when the plans were available online? So isn't this a bit of the horse has already escaped? Well, it sure looks that way. I mean, again, going on newspaper reports, the uh, file was downloaded 100,000 times before the injunction took effect. So that's a lot of horses. How hard is it to make a plastic gun? Could any DIYer make one on Saturday afternoon in the garage? So I think without any instructions on how to do it, um, you'd have to know an awful lot about guns and about plastic. That is, at least if you wanted to be able to be sure you kept your hand after you fired it. Of course, because the real risk with these things is they explode, right? So you, you put a regular bullet in there, and then, or, or even a, I suppose a plastic bullet, it's, it's going to have a charge. And if you haven't made the part just right, it blows up in your hand and takes your fingers with it. So they could make one, but could they make one that functioned and wasn't dangerous? I think that's a lot tougher and a pretty high-risk activity. So where do we go from here? Well, we're waiting for the court decision. I mean, that's the first step. Um, and, of course, this has implications not just for guns, but for cryptography, uh, for how we feel about speech, and a whole bunch of other products. I mean, in the long run, you know, we're going to be able to 3D print a whole bunch of stuff, and not just guns, but organic materials. Right? I mean, just like we have uh, printers now for plastics, you also have printers for metals. University of Miami has a whole lab in which they can print almost every metal known to man. Pretty soon, we're also going to have printers for biological stuffs, right? So those food printers from Star Trek are actually not going to be a fantasy. And then the scary part, we're going to have printers for viruses. In fact, we already do, to some extent, have printers for viruses. And someday, I don't know how long, 20 years, they're going to you know, be something you can put in your garage. And then we're going to have people wanting to circulate you know, the anthrax or bubonic plague or all kinds of other horrible things. Um, and that's going to be really scary. So there's actually down the road quite a lot at stake here. Well, we'll certainly keep our eye on this. Thank you, Michael. My pleasure. And that's all for this episode of The Explainer. Let us know what and whom you'd like to hear from at Miami Law in future shows. I'm your host, Annette Uguez, and we'll be back with you soon with another episode featuring legal news you can sink your ears into. 